Hello all Beard Inside listeners, we get that watching a YouTube video isn't always an option, so here's the audio from our newest episode. If you like this show, please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, the brand new TrendingTopicsNetwork.com, or most other listening avenues for this podcast. We also kindly ask that you rate, review, subscribe, and leave comments to wherever you were getting this wonderful sound. Please enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to All Beer Inside. Today we have adventured to Notre-Dame-de-Ilpereau, Quebec, and joining me is Francis from... Microbrasserie Perodam. Yep, Thank you very much for hosting us today. Really appreciate this. You're welcome. Uh, you brought me out some tasty beers here to try, but before, uh, what's the story of Perodam? Why are you guys here? Yeah, well, it's, this is a story of five guys who, uh, who got together and wanted to start up uh, a cool community project uh, going around a brewery. So, so uh, Myself, I'm the brewer. I'm the one who, who got into the project to, for the production, for the, the beer as a recipe. And, and then we have very complimentary team. So we have uh, sales. Uh, that's Olivier has been doing sales for, for quite a long time in, in the beverage industry. Um, and it was we all have full-time jobs. And this is a way for us to kind of have a fun project. Uh, I work in different breweries as a consultant. I've worked in breweries before as well. And this is just a fun lab project where we tried a bunch of different stuff. We have fun. Uh, we're not trying to be someone we're not. And we're just, you know, trying to make this community of Il Peru live because there's not much around here. And uh, it's kind of the goal to, to bring people together. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. Cool. Uh, we'll get into your call, the Microbrasserie Solidaire, which we'll get into shortly. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to start with a beer here. So what am I starting with? So this is a Helles Lager. Okay. So... Uh, a Munich uh, lager, so it's a German uh, beer style, and uh, so it's like a pills, but it's 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 very crushable. It's like yeah, very light and, and nice and and crisp, but it's like a little bit darker than the pills that you're used to drinking. So yeah, yeah, awesome. As we do, that's yeah. all. Cheers. Oh yeah, that's a good starter beer. Yeah, yeah. nice malty, not like crazy malty. It's it's well balanced. It's super clean. Like like you said, like that's a good starting beer here. Yep. So the name. Perodam, where does that come from? So Perodam is uh, people from Notre Dame de l'Île Perro okay. are Perodamois people. So okay. it's like it's really the name of the citoyens of, uh, yeah, yeah. of, of the citizens. island, mm-hmm. the citizens, right? Yeah. It's like so it's like the the public's beer, the, the people from here. This okay. is their their uh, spot. You know, very so cool. That's where it's coming from. So, nice, simple, word. straightforward. Yeah. There's no need to complicate things. Exactly. It's, it's right. Very good. Yeah. So that house is uh, quite delicious. Thank you. And we're like <laughs> while we're recording this, we're still in kind of like the end of the Oktoberfest season. So yeah, that's, yeah. That's hitting there for me. Awesome. So, Microbrasserie Solidaire, that's the first I've heard of that. What, is, what does that mean? What does that represent? Well, that's some kind of an identification we gave ourselves. Like I said, this is a community project and we're trying to help out people and we're trying to bring the community together. Uh, so, when this project started out, we, were, uh, we wanted to have this be a co-op um, okay. project. Um, but the organization behind the co-op is quite complicated um, to, to have working uh, as a brewery, even. There's a couple of people done it. Um, but we chose to still go through the regular system, but have a lot of concepts and base functionalities of a co-op that we want to bring, bring to, the, to the brewery. So we're gonna, we have into our um, convention of a... I'm not sure how to say that in, in English. A- but action plan, I guess. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's part of our action plan and our, and our vision to uh, redistribute some of our of our gains from the brewery to the community. So okay. like building park benches, build, you know, helping out the community, making events. And this is one of our, the ways that we're solidar, as in we're 
they, people come here, they help us out, make this brewery work, and then we give back to them as well. So that's, uh, and some of the stuff we do uh, is the, we have our IPA um, series that we always put uh, forward a citizen from the community. So uh, it's either someone who's influenced the community a lot or someone who's, who's made their mark, some, some funny character from the community, people, uh, that, people that the community knows a lot. And that's what we put forward. Um, and then all of our beer names are all from this area here. So it's a very local base and uh, centered to this uh, community. So it's very solidar in, in, in that way. So very community focused. Yes. It's, uh, it's very clear that you need your locals to support you here. Uh, you know, as of our recording, you're not even two months old. Yeah. It's, which is pretty wild. Like, yeah. I think you might be the freshest, in a sense, brewery that we've interviewed, <laughs> uh, which is wild to us because as a show, we started just before the pandemic. And I'd say we're like 50-50 of breweries that opened during yeah. the pandemic and breweries that had been well-established wow. already. And I'm sure when you guys were creating this, the Perodem, it's like, okay, there's a pandemic. Are yeah. we still going to do this? Yeah, well, the whole project started during this, the whole pandemic. Yeah. And, and it's, it was always our goal not to be a brewery that distributes. We, a couple of the partners, we've been in this, the industry in Quebec and I've also been in, in Vancouver. And we know how tough it is to fight for market spots in in retail environment and in, in, super, uh, in supermarkets and in, in dépanneurs. It's all very tough to to get there, and it's very competitive. So that's not even our focus at all. We're trying to serve the community here and just be present on the island. So at the moment, we only sell from our our, our beer fridge right here and yeah. from from the tap. So we don't even distribute it at all. But we're trying to find a couple spots on the islands. Yeah. No, it's good. Uh, I mean, it's great to have it. You know, it says your beer fridge is open from 8 to 11, which is the law in Quebec. It's 11 p.m. <laughs> yeah, we have. We're you cut required off, by law. You cut off beer sales. Uh, <laughs> was this the location you guys always wanted, or did you look around at a few places around Il Perro? The location was actually the first move to start this, this project. Olivier f saw this uh, spot available, mm -hmm. and he actually went ahead and rented it without even uh, going any <laughs> further in the project. So it, it was the first step was actually getting this spot. And what we liked about this spot is it's right next to uh, Pointe du Moulin, which mm -hmm. is like a historical park. Yeah. And so, so you were talking earlier about why the, the Perodam, why the X, and that kind of ties into that. Because uh, with the park here, I mean, I'm going to sort of finish with the, the spot here, but this is why it's surrounded by houses. So it's, a, it's perfect for this kind of community setting mm -hmm. we're trying to, to, to fit in. The Moulin is the, the icon of our, of our brewery here. Um, I don't know if you want me to go into that right yeah, away. Yeah, please, yeah, please, please. So, you know, you only get flour when the water or the wind mm -hmm. runs. So that's kind of the concept is we, we try to only use ingredients that uh, the seasons provide to us, right? So... Um, the windmill works, we, we work with the windmill and the, the flow of the seasons. Um, and so that's kind of what everything ties into here. So like the, the X is the pals on the, the windmill. And then we have the little house. So when you take the glass, and you, you look at it from this direction yeah. and you, you actually see the windmill, right? So that's yeah. our, <laughs> that's that's our cool. logo. So everything's built around that. And the fact that we try to respect the seasons and try to respect what the earth gives to us, that's what we brew with. So. Yeah. I mean, speaking of that season, we're coming to the end of it. Uh, you, peach white yeah. is the next one? Okay, so tell me about the peach white. So this is peach and apricot wit, actually. Okay. Uh, and so this is, I, I like to give a twist on some traditional styles and to, to make them my own and to make them different. So it's, it's not a fruit beer. It's not in any ways sweet at all. It's just got a, a, little, a little bit of sweetness from the, 
the mm -hmm. peach and the the apricot, but it just makes a nice and round uh, nice. finish. Yeah, so it's a toast. Cheers. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. That's something. I mean, thankfully today it's a nice day out. I could see myself sitting yeah. on your uh, terrace and having at least one or two of these. Yeah, this is one of our. A lot of people like that one. Actually, a lot of people who mm. say that they're not themselves uh, wheat beer drinkers, and they they appreciate this one because it's not too much on the. Belgian style with a bunch of coriander and, yeah. and orange. It's just more so on the light fruitiness um, from the wits. What got you into brewing beer? What got me into brewing beer was actually, well, b back in the day was home brewing, but I, I only did a little bit of that before I actually started learning more industrial ways. Mm -hmm. um, and so I went to school in Vancouver in a program in, uh, uh, it, it was in Langley, so it's a on the outside skirts of Vancouver. So I studied there for two years. So it's a brewing and brewery operations program. So um, went and set out over there and learned to brew, worked in a bunch of breweries in Vancouver. And then came back here and started more of so my professional career and I've been working in breweries ever since. So this is pretty much what I've done uh, my whole my whole life is, is, is brewing is so far. I'm not very old, but this is what I've been doing. So yeah. Yeah. Where's that moment that it clicked where you're like, yeah, I'm going to brew beer. This is what I want to do. It's a combination of, of, of me being a very science forward person. I was going to, I wanted to go into engineering and, and uh, chemical engineering and, and stuff like that really interested me. But uh, I also have a pretty big share of my uh, focus being creative and trying to uh, build different, you know, being creative is, has always been something important for me. So mm -hmm. combining the science and the creativity is just, it's a very easy match to find beer because it's such a science forward yeah process so you have to understand all the chemistry and all the the bio that goes into it but mm -hmm. also then you're creating a bunch of different stuff and you're working with ingredients and building recipes and it's it's just really fun for me to to work with all these different parameters yeah beer is science and art in a glass yeah so uh what's beer number three i got here so this is a saison that's a uh, dry hop so it's pretty interesting but it's not a very fruity dry hop it's more of a floral so it's nice and spicy for from the um the the yeast but then you have a nice little Floral kick from the hops. Uh, nice. Awesome. Yeah. Toast. Toast, yeah. It's mm. also on the stronger side of alcohol-wise, so it's, I think it's around 6.5%. So. Just with the saison, I'm always worried it's going to be like way too peppery. Yeah. So And that's there's nothing of that here. So Yeah. Mm. The dry hop helps it out a, a bunch. Yeah. Never yeah, tried it, a dry it hop. It does have too. a dryness to it, which yeah. is enjoyable for me. So. Mm. Oh, very tasty. So was... Uh, the area, Notre Dame and Perot, were they very welcoming of, of having a microbrasserie here? Was it like, oh, yeah. finally, somebody stepping up and doing this? Like, yeah, I mean, microbrewery uh, or even a bar in general, yeah. we, we don't try to be a bar at all. We close pretty early, but just the fact that there's a spot where you, you can come and drink a beer, I mean, people feel really, you know, feel strongly about making this place work, like I was saying before, because we try to put uh, in front that we're helping them out as much as possible, and then them having the opportunity to come here and, and drink beers and chat with us. And it, I mean, it, it's been great. The, we had to change uh, the permits or the law zoning for this area to, to be able to do that. And that just went really easy with the city and they just very welcoming. So it's great. Yeah, it's uh, it's been so so easy on that end for sure. Very cool. What were the first couple of beers that came out of, of the brew house? What were the first Pagodam's beers? Well, I brewed the Hellas uh, the okay. first. Um, brewed some lighter beers. Trying to get used to the system, trying to get used to, yeah. to working out the 
the different uh, equipment back there. Um, so I got my um, grisette, which uh, is this one right here that I don't have uh, for you right now, but it's uh, very lighter beers. Mm -hmm. This is the ones I, I got out just to get used to the system, yeah. And I'm guessing with the Hellas, was that, that's that beer where, now you're in a smaller community, so you probably have a lot of, you know, macro drinkers. Yeah. Is that Hellas, is like that the gateway beer for, yeah. you know, uh, Pierre yeah. from down the street is like, <laughs> oh no, I only drink Molson. It's like, here, try this. Yeah, exactly. Well, the Hellas is definitely one that I suggest when people are, are willing to drink a light blonde and I, I point them to, towards the Hellas or even the, the Point du Moulin is even lighter. It's like, uh, it's a grisette, so it's a... You know, it's a lightweight uh, Belgian style, but mm -hmm. it's so easy to drink. And I have some friends who don't even drink a lot of uh, of craft breweries, and they they enjoy these two quite a bit. So, and then you work your way up yeah. from to the peach wit, and then you can go all the way to some yeah. very hazy stuff. And yeah, I mean, two months in, whew, you guys have some great beers. So. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the naming and the labeling, the labeling you stayed very straightforward, very simple. Yeah. Uh, what made you stay with the naming too as like, just keep it simple and not go like crazy punny or over the top names? Yeah, well, you, you kind of said it yourself. It's a, we, we want to keep it simple. And so doing that, we, we found a system where it would be easy to add a lot of beers. So the plan is not for me to have a, a lot of regular beers. So a lot of beers are changing. That's a lot of work for the brewer for yeah, sure to create yeah. recipes and a lot of work for design as well. So we wanted to keep a, a system where we have three types of beers or four actually now because we're, we're going to come out with uh, our experimental beers uh, as well. But we have our regular beers that are one specific style and those are the ones that we're going to try to keep always going. And then mm -hmm. we have the seasonal beers that have their own style and these are beers where uh, we take a focus on a landmark around here. So all these beers here are focused on a landmark, either a very old church or a lake around here. Um, and then we have the citizen beers where we we can just pick someone from the community. So it, it, it makes it a little easier on our end to be able to bring yeah. a lot of different beers without having to scratch our heads too much on <laughs> uh, wordplay or, or stuff like that. So we just have this system that makes it easier for us to, to work in a lot of different styles. Like that. It's, you know, it's nice, it's simple, it's straightforward. It's all about community here yeah. from what I'm seeing, you know, mentioning that you're Amico Basili Solidaire. That's the important part is that's what you are. You're all about this community yeah. right now. So. And I'm sure you'll be in stores and depeners or beer depeners in my area at some point. We're done too. So hopefully soon. One day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're still like an infant in the brewing yeah, industry. Yeah. We can't it, even so. have any beers on the, yeah. at the depot next door that they've been asking for a while. Yeah. So we don't have stock for that yeah. at the moment. Awesome. Now you mentioned, as you said, you worked with a farm down the street as, as like a collab. And I'm guessing just not just that is you're sending them your spent grain to feed yeah. the animals and stuff like that. It's, Besides that farm, what other collabs have you done? Uh, you're still, like I said, very yeah. new, but what collabs have you done? Even you said you used to brew in Vancouver. Who have you worked with in the brewing industry before yeah. that you'd like to work with again? Uh, I mean, I'd love to work with some friends that uh, are still in Vancouver for sure, but that's quite tough to, to do some uh, across-the-country collabs. Um, I, I worked at a couple of breweries over there, but uh, in Quebec here, we've been talking about having some collabs. It's always tough because our capacity is uh, at the moment what's mm -hmm. limiting us. Um, but um, I've helped out the Tarabois, which are really cool. And um, uh, we've been talking about working a beer together. Uh, Olivier, uh, 
one of the owners here is also part owner with the Vagabond, so he. Okay. So we uh, we're gonna probably do a bunch of stuff and probably brew some beers here that we'll have on tap for exclusively for for Vagabond. We definitely have some collab projects coming up, and so like the farm, I, actually Mathieu, the the owner of the farm, is owner here as well. Okay. So so that's how we're, we're easily partners, and we have a bunch of beers that we're making with his ingredients yeah. and next year he's actually going to grow some hops and some malt so it's Very it's cool. going to be pretty fun to work yeah. with those as well yeah yeah it's crazy to see how some of the farms are like oh no like because it's a lot harder to get hops now like people have to order years ahead through yeah. like the hop farms in in the west coast of the u.s and stuff it's like okay let's just grow them locally now and yeah why don't we have a lot of hop farms in quebec i know hops aren't easy to grow but why, why don't we have as many farms as we could in Quebec? You know, we uh, hang out with a home brewer who lives in the West Island, and uh, he grows his own hops in his backyard. Yes. Yeah. And we all know that we can't do everything with yeah. hops grown here, because this is like, it's like one, everywhere hops grow, then the flavor is different. So yeah. you have to work with a bunch of space, uh, different areas, but we, we hope to use as much as possible from this little area. And some of the beers that we actually have here is just like, uh, hey, I have a lot of um, black currant uh, in my fields, and you guys think you, guys, you could be interested in doing beer. So, I'm like, all right, let's do a Berliner Weiss with some of your black currant. So, like, we kind of work at that, and I'm flexible with working and changing different beers. So, yeah, it's interesting. Very cool. What's beer number four I got here? This is an ESB I just okay. uh, uh, put on tap uh, yesterday. Um, it's actually a f funny story why this beer is actually on tap uh, because uh, this is supposed to be a lavender ESB. But okay. the partners were uh, sampling from the tank, and uh, they just they just said this is just way too great. We have to actually capture a keg of this beer before we even do the lavender um, adjustment. But this yeah. is it's a nice, uh, very nutty uh, ESB. Um, but then we have another version that's coming, which with awesome. lavender. But the lavender is is really complimentary, and it's light. It's not like a very overpowering lavender feel. So it's yeah. Awesome. Enjoy. Enjoy. Cheers. I love a good ESB. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, the maltiness and the caramel and nuttiness is just, yeah. it's dancing on my palate. So. Yeah, mm. it's very malt forward beer and I think it turned out great. Yeah, that's a lot of people don't understand like how good an ESB can be <laughs> when, it's right, when it's on. And yeah. that is very, very on. Thank you. It's fantastic. So what are some dream collabs you'd love to do that once you're a year in let's say, or for your first year anniversary, any kind of local guys or, or just the entire province of Quebec, Ontario, Canada, like now you mentioned, you know, it's hard to go to Vancouver to do a collab, plus you have a limited system, but I know uh, the guys from Third Moon, they did a five kind of Zoom collab. Okay. Could you see yourself doing that in the future where, hey dude, it's been a while. Yeah. I'm in Montreal, uh, I'm in Il Perro now. Did you say Montreal, they'll know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, Let's let's virtually collab. Who who are those people you'd love to shout out? Well, there's a my good buddy James, who's now he's new in Newfoundland now. Um, so I, I'd love to work with him, and uh, I have some friends in in, in BC and Calgary. So people move a lot, around a lot in, in the this space, but I have a bunch of individuals I'd like to work with, and that's kind of a, an interesting mm. thing. Is that you know in the industry you're you're attached to some brewers, and when people move around, then then those interests move around as well. So uh, I have a bunch of people there. Um, I mean, there's uh, there's Maxim at uh, Serjan that we've been talking about doing a, a work together f um, um, 
I mean, there's a, a lot of projects coming up that we, yeah. we'd like to make work, but we just have to start working ourselves before we even go into all of that. And I'm one to, to be cautious when uh, we, uh, we start doing that kind of stuff because I, I want to get nail my process down before I even start yeah. uh, training someone, before I even start working with other people. So it's very important for me to, yeah. to do that. But in the future, we'll, we'll definitely be yeah. doing some collabs, yeah. So let's say somebody's coming from Montreal or from Ontario, since you're right on the highway from Ontario. Like literally it's, you're on the highway, you yeah. just take a right <laughs> and then you can come over here. Um, let's say somebody's adventuring from Ontario or Montreal. I come here, I try a pint, buy some cans, friends in the area to definitely check out. Yeah, well there's definitely a Trois Actus nearby and we've actually been working together like mm -hmm. oh man I'm out of this yeast could you help me out and then you just drive there and you know Michel Chen is really yeah. nice over there and uh, we like him a lot so definitely that can be something interesting to, to go and see um, I'm actually not from the area this okay. is just kind of uh, of weird considering the whole project but we're five uh, five partners and yeah. three of them are actually from the from the island here okay. and uh, myself and uh, another partner are from Montreal and, and South Shore so I'm not too familiar with the uh, different uh, yeah. different places around but uh, I mean definitely um, Trois-Lacs is, uh, mm. is a good friend of ours and uh, I mean uh, we have friends in a bunch of breweries. As I said, I am, uh, I've been in the industry here for a couple of years, yeah. and Olivier as well, so with Vagabond and the uh, Collective Brassicon Ensemble in Boucherville, that they make a bunch of different beers, and I work with them as well as, as in consulting, so it's mm -hmm. like, we have a, a big span of, of reach, I think, uh, and friends in the industry that uh, I think people could go to. Just drinking local beer is just always what I say, just wherever you're at just try to find the, yeah. the the closest brewery and then go there i mean yeah. no matter what it is it, it'll be it'll be nice so you mentioned you're from montreal what are some of your favorite breweries that you go to when you're not drinking your own beer where are some beers you enjoy in montreal well definitely brewski with derek he's, he's doing a great job uh um i mean i i like a lot of uh, also good traditional places like cheval blanc is like really nice and they have some solid beers uh um Man, that's a tough question. I don't even have time to go out and drink <laughs> beers anymore uh, in, in, in other places. But uh, yeah, I'm having a hard time finding, getting names out right now. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a, those are some, some good shout outs. I mean, there's Toltec in, in Boucherville as well, which is, are doing a great job. Simon over there is, is an awesome brewer. Yeah, um, two, they just said two or three. They're, they're still pretty young too. Oh yeah, oh yeah, uh, for sure, yeah. Mutsoid are super young, yeah. Melon, it's, yeah. it's crazy, like I said, how many breweries have opened during the pandemic where it's like, okay, I can, and now you guys clearly went to cans and a lot of people do because cans are just a lot more cost effective, I'm assuming, than glass and it's a lot less work than glass bottles. Yeah, of course, yeah. So, I mean, the, just the whole... Uh, return yeah. system is, is tough and I've done it before at Bilbaquet I was production manager there for, for two years and it's it's a tough tough system and even them now are, are doing cans so yeah the, I mean the cans for us is also a space saver because this is our biggest challenge here yeah. is, is space so um, just trying to get uh, just in time cans when we, we, we're packaging and yeah. we don't have a lot of space to store anything so that's also why we, we've done it that way um, there's options now to do it, yeah. even for printed cans, in small volumes like us, so it's, why not? You know, yeah. It's recyclable. 
I can only assume if one of your neighbors closed a shop, you're going to be asking the owner of the area, can like, can we knock down the wall? Because we want to. Yeah, well, <laughs> we're hoping we're hoping one day that'll happen. We're not putting any pressure on anyone, yeah. but um, definitely being able to to double our space here would be fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah if if not moving, but. Let's not think about moving right away. We've put a lot of time into setting up our, our, our area here. And so, like I said, not even moving, just knocking down this wall. Yeah. And then yeah. we can put the fridge over. We can put a few more tables, maybe add a small kitchen of some sort. Yes. Yeah. Your hours are limited right now, but you mentioned you're going to maybe add a day. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm sure you're going to add an employee and an assistant brewer at some point. So yeah. you guys are growing. Like I said, you're still an infant. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and we are already working on those steps for sure. But yeah, the, I mean, our, our model is not to, to expand so, yeah. so much, but uh, definitely growing is, is always part of a, a business plan yeah. for sure. Uh, what's beer number five here? So this is uh, Matan Coco, which is okay. a, a citizen beer. And this is a uh, New England IPA on the lighter side. And I, ha I have I had a kind of inspiration on that beer, like a pina colada style beer. So this okay. is a, um, some HBC uh, 472 is an experimental hop that's like uh, coconut and uh, pineapple-ish yeah. flavor. And I also have some sabro in there that's awesome. known for, for the coconut. Cheers, Dust. Yeah. Very tropical. Oh, yeah. Tropical wow. flavored and nice and light. <laughs> I just, as soon as you mentioned coconut too, I just, I felt it like go down yeah. the palate. Yeah, sometimes mm. I have some, some, some ideas like that that I try to combinate mm. some, some. It's a 6.5. No, that's light. That's actually uh, five wow. fish. Yeah. That's five pretty light. Yeah. I'm surprised. 5.5. I was expecting this to, it's always the deceiving part of like a stronger beer that tastes like this. Yeah. Because you're always like, no, it's 7% or more. But this is this five is, is really good. And it's also on the drier side of, of New England IPAs. So. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, I mean, so clearly you're a very new brewery, but um, I'm guessing a year from now, you could finally take a two-week vacation. <laughs> But you're going to focus that vacation on going to breweries somewhere, yeah. somewhere you've never been. Where would that be? Where I've never been. Yeah. Hmm, that's tough. I was going to say, uh, I, I love Vermont beers yep. and, I, and I love uh, the, the West Coast Vancouver area as well for, for beers and Vancouver Island. I love Il Sauvage is one of those spots I, I really strongly like. But if I'm going to somewhere I've never been, I, I think it'd be uh, somewhere between Czech Republic and Germany where, where beer is also very strong in the community and making crisp, uh, clean, professional type beers uh, is also something I, I, look, uh, I look up to a lot because mm. I know people from Europe that come here, they're like, these are all this like craft brewery or, or home brewers that just like expanded their scales and then they, they don't understand all these yeah. tiny breweries yeah. building up. They're like used to bigger equipment and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's a different way of seeing beer and I, I think I like it a lot to Going to Czech Republic and yeah, I think Germany's interesting and like if, especially if you find a place that's still like loggering underground with the wild yeah. east and stuff like that would, that would be so interesting to me. Yeah. And then ultimately, you know, the real Oktoberfest. As, yeah, as great as a small, hyper-focused local Oktoberfests are, from Kahnawake to Katowice to I think Twalak did one this year. These are fun, but doing the real thing, I'm sure, is just yeah. amazing. I've I've personally never been outside of North America, so. It's just to do that and yeah. to go to real Oktoberfest would be, and I know you're drinking their version of macro, but I'm sure their version of macro is a lot better and tastier than our version of macro. Yeah, so. which is different, yeah. So I know you're staying kind of more hyper-focused and local, but are there 
plans for what's next, getting in depeneurs and things like that, or not depeneurs, but beer stores like, let's mm-hmm. say, Malte Hops and um, Saint Cassette in, in Villamard, like stores like that. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is that kind of a focus of where you guys want to go? Yeah, yeah, for sure. At one point, uh, we're actually opening up uh, some spots in the uh, IGA down uh, down in uh, Il Perro mm-hmm. over there. So that's going to be our, our first location right now. And then we're trying to open up next door as well uh, with the owners here so that when we're closed and our, and our hours are quite limited so that when we're not here, then people can still find their products mm-hmm. next door. And uh, so those are the, our, our short-term projects. Yeah. Um, but definitely beer stores would be would be nice and do some exclusive stuff as well and we have a small system we have the capability of producing some small batches and being creative and changing up uh, our styles every now and then so it opens up a lot of opportunities i will say i'm very impressed with iga's beer selection over the last couple of years they've i think it's philip wouters he's he's really stepped up and and helped them and been like no you guys have to put quebec beers (laughs) in our stores yeah and from you know, I'm in Verdun, my IGA is super small, but when I go to La Salle, just the neighborhood over, the beer selection is pretty much the size of your brewery <laughs> is their beer selection. It's yeah. crazy. So it's uh, it's fantastic. And the fact that I can focus on Quebec beers when I'm in Quebec, or I could go to Ontario and focus on Ontario beers, and they're yeah. starting to get beer stores now. But the LCBO, as much as it's a big conglomerate, at least they focus on hyper, hyper-local, yeah. which is important. So... It's always, there's always a place to buy good craft beer. You should be buying good craft beer. Yeah, There's no course. question about it. What's this last beer I got here? This is a New England IPA, kind of oat cream style. There's a lot of oats and um, so it's very hazy. That's the focus. And it's some um, uh, Eldorado, uh, uh, Azaka, and uh, Amarillo hops. Cool. Awesome. Cheers. Prost. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's dangerous. Yeah, so that's a dangerously heavier, tasty. Yes, seven point two percent. Yep, and yeah, nice and nice and drinkable. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah. I just took a bunch of sips and I'm like I got to drive after. I got to. <laughs> I got to yeah. be careful. Awesome. You got a pretzel, five dollar pretzel lovers. Yeah. Pretzel and beer is is very much a, a staple a community. And I even mentioned Oktoberfest before. Like, yeah, <laughs> I've eaten so many pretzels in the month of September, October. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Where are you getting your pretzels from? So there's, there's a bakery right in the same building as, as us that make uh, homemade pretzels, and they they make usually big uh, like meal pretzels, mm-hmm. and they made a custom size for us for snacks. So so it's a uh, it's really fun to be able to work with them, and they just bring us stuff, and they they've actually asked for our uh, spent grains to try to, to work some something with that. So it's it's nice to be able to partner with local uh, yeah. shops around here. Yeah. So that's what I love to say is like beer is, uh, you remember like early on when recycling became a big thing, the kind of the circle or the triangle circle type thing where it's like reduce, reuse, recycle. Yeah. That's craft beer industry is you are reusing. So you're sending your spent grain, they're making it to this for you, they're bringing it here and then you're, you're sending it out. You're also sending your spent grain to the farm and yeah. the animals are eating it and that eventually that meat or whatever it becomes comes back into the community and that's that's what we love about the brewing industry is it is all about supporting and staying local and within the industry. And it's all showing the love to each other. Yeah. And that's when your community comes in is people come in from, you know, down the street. I'm sure a guy had a stressful day on the island, like back in Montreal, comes home, drops off the car, comes down, <laughs> drinks a couple of beer on a Friday night and just goes home. Yeah. So course. that's that's the important part. Yeah. Fantastic. Great talk today, Francis. Yeah. I really appreciate you taking your time and your schedule to speak with us about your brewery and everything about the Notre Dame de Perot community. 
Uh, for those who are looking for you guys, where can they find you? So we are in uh, Notre Dame de Lille Perrault um, at uh, the corner of Don Quixote and uh, uh, Boulevard Perrault. So come and see us. We're open uh, newly now on uh, Wednesdays, Thursdays, as well as Friday and Saturday from uh, noon until uh, dawn, pretty much, is what we, <laughs> we work on. So, so that's, that's going to be earlier soon. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But we'll have some spaces inside uh, as we as the the weather starts cooling down. So so come and see us and, and grab a drink, have a chat with us. Uh, this is all about a community area. So so come and come and have a chat and drink some great beers. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you once again. As for us, allbeerinside.com is the website. At allbeerinside on all social media. And as I see at the end of all episodes, drink craft, not craft.